0: The following commentary is only intended to provide educational information about cryptocurrency, special purpose acquisition companies, and non-fungible tokens and is not a recommendation or an endorsement in favor of these investment vehicles. Commerce Trust views these investment vehicles as high risk and does not currently offer direct investment or custody in these assets. The regulatory environment surrounding digital assets, such as cryptocurrency and non-fungible tokens, is uncertain and these digital assets may
1: not be backed by any central bank worldwide. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Commerce Trust, our show about the markets, investment themes and economic insights that matter to you. I'm your host, David Hagee, Chief Investment Officer with Commerce Trust. Today we're going to discuss the current market environment as we transition from a remarkably accommodative monetary policy to a more restrictive one and the impact it could be having on some of the riskier investment vehicles. I'm joined today by Tara McConkie, our Director of Portfolio Management here at Commerce Trust. Welcome to the podcast, Tara.
2: Glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: So I think it'd be great for this conversation to review the environment that we were in for quite some time. You know, as we talk about an accommodative Fed, definitionally, what does that mean? So it's a combination of both interest rates that the Fed sets, as well as the general environment that they create through their quantitative easing or tightening policies. So looking back to the great financial crisis of 2008 and 9, maybe even 2007 through 9, you can see that the Fed at that point began to take uh, sort of wide ranging measures to be able to provide liquidity inside the marketplace, but then also ease uh, the overall conditions so that they can stimulate growth. Uh, But really, the environment that I'm reflecting on here starts in 2012 when they embarked on really in earnest a quantitative easing program. And what that means is that they are going out and buying bonds in the marketplace and putting cash into the U.S. economy. Um, making it a much more uh, accommodative environment, meaning it's easier for people to borrow money. It's easier for uh, dollars to find their way into possibly some more speculative investments. You know, Tara, any thoughts around sort of the, the environment that we've been in?
2: Certainly, you know, as you mentioned, it was you know roughly a decade long accommodative environment from 2012 to the beginning of 2022 that provided an ideal incubator for riskier type investments. Uh, Then when you added COVID into this mix, the market was flush with cash, including historic amounts of monetary and fiscal policy. And this all this cash had to go somewhere. So in 2020 and 2021, you had a low interest rate environment, so people shied away from bonds, increased market volatility, kind of an uncertain IPO market, and loads of cash. And this was a market made for speculative investments. And that includes everything from cryptocurrency, uh, special purpose acquisition companies, referred to as SPACs, and non fungible tokens, also referred to as NFTs.
1: Yeah, so the the Fed explodes their balance sheet, pushes it up to nine trillion dollars, uh, gets rates down to zero. Uh, probably an outcome of the COVID uh, crisis that we went through, or the pandemic, maybe more aptly said. Um, and in that environment, these more speculative vehicles that you mentioned, both SPACs, NFTs. Uh, as well as crypto uh, thrived in that environment. I think it'd be instructive to walk through sort of what these asset classes are and what their performance was over that time. Maybe we can start with the easy one, which are SPACs, those special purpose acquisition companies that you mentioned earlier. You know, what did those look like during this period of accommodation?
2: Right, so it was a great time to be involved with the SPAC, though it only lasted a couple of years, really in 2020 and 2021. Right. A SPAC or the special purpose acquisition uh, company is very rightly nicknamed a blank check company. So this SPAC will raise capital through an IPO for the purpose of acquiring a private company. Since SPACs have nothing to analyze, they have no product, no revenue. You know, investors invest in a SPAC based upon the reputation of a manager. Manager has about two years to find a private company and complete the reverse merger, essentially bringing a private company public. And SPACs are usually for early stage companies that have a lot of debt, negative earnings. It's a fast way for the company to get cash in order to grow, as well as it's a faster route to being brought public. work, the office space leasing company, actually failed at going public via traditional IPO, but eventually went public through a SPAC in October of 2021. NFTs are the non-fungible tokens, date back to about 2014. And NFT is actually a unit of data on the blockchain that stores electronic information this information can take the form of art images videos tweets etc it is the nft is really the digital answer to collectibles such as art right like crypto is a digital currency uh, as the name implies an nft cannot be copied or divided the most expensive nft was actually sold at the end of 2021 for 91.8 million dollars and it was a piece of art called the Merge. I would highly suggest you go look at the piece of art that sold for almost $92 million. Very interesting piece. Um, NFTs use blockchain and are purchased using crypto. So crypto was also exploding during this time, which helped funnel this NFT business and, and these type of you know, big trades of you know $92 million for a piece of art. Um, and they trade mainly on the Ethereum blockchain.
1: Thanks for your thoughts broadly about the environment that we've been in. What are some thoughts around crypto in specific?
2: I think most are familiar with cryptocurrency, being a digital currency that's mined or encrypted uh, and is not relying on a a central authority. Certainly, Bitcoin and Ethereum are the most widely known cryptocurrencies. Um, They all are backed by an infrastructure called blockchain. I think You can think of blockchain as a decentralized digital letter that records transactions. Um, So this has been a, you know, unregulated industry. So again, speculative asset price movements, Um, you get a lot of issues regarding the amount of energy uh, that crypto uh, expires. Certainly in 2020, the computer power needed for global mining of Bitcoin consumed more energy than it took to power all of Austria. So it's pretty, pretty dramatic. However, I will say in 2022, Ethereum moved to what they call a proof of stake method. Which requires less than a percent of energy for verifying uh, crypto on the on the blockchain. So this, in theory, should increase the use of crypto and allow for faster transactions without really compromising the security. This change has essentially done nothing, unfortunately, for the performance of cryptocurrency, but it has increased the scalability. Uh, You know, crypto is important because as you survey, many companies believe digital currency uh, payments will be ever present in their industry over the next five years. Uh, though it could be more of a regulated industry than we see today,
1: you, you know certainly you saw SPACs maybe at that intersection with traditional uh, assets where SPACs uh, had to access the public markets at some point. But with NFTs and crypto, that was sort of outside of the traditional environment that we've operated in. You know, probably my favorite NFT was this group of NFTs called CryptoPunks that looks like an early '90s video game type. Uh, graphic that you see out there that we're trading uh, on the millions of dollars uh, uh, level uh, for quite some time in 2021 um, and kind of when everything was all the rage out there. Um, So as we look at this, these speculative assets that thrived in inside this accommodative environment, things start to change in 2022 when you see the Fed begin to really raise rates to be able to confront uh, inflation. And you also see the uh, quantitative tightening that we put in place starting in June of 2022. What, what's been the outcome for these more speculative asset classes? I mean, certainly you touched on uh, SPACs early, that they, they've had a, a swing down, um, certainly. But uh, what about NFTs and crypto?
2: Yeah, so in 2022, right, the perfect storm arrived for speculative investments, As you mentioned, rising inflation, rising interest rates, market volatility, Geopolitical instability, obviously, with the Russian-Ukraine war, growing recession risk, this all caused these uh, riskier speculative assets to really drop tremendously in value. So in terms of performance, let's just you know, look at Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency world. It was trading roughly at 67500 or so in November of 2021. A year later, at the end of 2022, Bitcoin had dropped almost 72% and was trading right around 18500 Uh, Volatility was also enhanced when FTX collapsed. Uh, FTX was a crypto exchange market, so very similar to how equities are traded on the exchange. If you want to trade cryptocurrencies, FTX was one of those exchanges. Uh, FTX did collapse due to alleged fraud, lack of liquidity, mismanagement. And this, again, has caused another large shadow of doubt on a very unregulated industry with now potential regulation forthcoming. In 2021, there were 679 SPAC IPOs, or approximately $172 billion, to uh, 86 SPAC IPOs in 2022, which is about $13.4 billion. While that is pretty dramatic of a 90% decline year over year, um, SPACs did go back to trading in 2022, more in line with their historical averages from 2003 to 2019. NFT or non-fungible token values are a little harder to analyze um, as they trade basically using crypto, which had fallen uh, greatly in price. Um, they're very diverse areas. Again, anything from art to a tweet uh, can be followed in the, in the NFT world. And the fact that investors tend to hold these for a long period of time. We did see, though, NFT's trading volume in the first nine months of 2022 Dropped 97 percent from 17 billion to 466 million. So you can tell, right? As quantitative tightening took hold in 2022, a lot of these speculative assets went out of favor, and people, you know, started dropping off uh, and looking for other, you know, potentially less risky assets.
1: I do think that's an important distinction to mention. Is that, you know, as we talk about SPACs being the beneficiary of this remarkably accommodative environment they intersect with uh, public markets and therefore subject to a little bit more regulation, uh, where crypto and the NFT markets uh, didn't intersect with public markets and therefore weren't subject to as much regulation, if any. Um, And that's how you see some of these outcomes that we've seen over the past several months, uh, including the FTX uh, bankruptcy that we're going through. So as we transition from looking at these assets that have not performed well in uh, tighter financial conditions today. Uh, what are some assets that we think could perform a little bit better inside this uh, tighter financial conditions?
2: Uh, certainly investment grade bonds, you know as the Fed is likely towards the end of raising rates, investment grade bonds and yields that we can get on uh, both municipal taxables, US treasury notes uh, are very attractive, you know plus four percent. On treasuries, make that very makes it very attractive for people to move out of speculative assets to have something a little bit more risk free. Uh, certainly, cash yields are very attractive. Uh, we certainly tend to, you know, prefer or favor cash investment grade bonds at this time.
1: I do think that's a great point to bring home. Is that as we look at say bonds in particular, uh, bonds had 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 extremely low yields for the, for the most of the past decade, and as we sit today. You know, bond yields have become attractive again, and they're they're a viable asset class for us to look for some investment to. Um, also, cash. Uh, the yields have, as you mentioned, become much more attractive as the Fed has had to confront uh, inflation with higher interest rates. Also, on the stock side, you've seen the growth assets uh, struggle over the course of 2022. In fact, it was almost a 20% difference between growth stocks, roughly defined as, say, healthcare and technology, but really technology companies. They lagged uh, value investments, and I think you can define those as uh, certainly uh, assets that cash flow well, but then also, uh, maybe more specifically, finance energy, uh, maybe some industrial companies inside there to to give some color around uh, what a value stock is. Thank you for the wide-ranging discussion today. For more information about this topic and others, you can find more information at CommercedrustCompany.com. Thanks for joining us on Conversations with Commerce Trust. I'm David Hagee. We'll talk again soon. Important material disclosures regarding
0: the content of this program follow. Commerce Trust is a division of Commerce Bank. Generally, non-depository investments offered in connection with Commerce Trust and its affiliates are not guaranteed, are not FDIC-insured, and may lose value. Opinions and other information provided are effective as of the date of the recording and presented for the purpose of general education, information, or illustration only. Neither Commerce nor any of its affiliates, officers, employees, or agents have made any recommendations to buy, hold, or sell securities or given any advice as to the terms, beneficial interests, or profitability of any investment strategy or market activity, and information provided may not be relied upon as such. You, as the investor, are fully responsible for any investment transaction you choose to enter into, including determining whether such investment is appropriate in light of your investment objectives and personal circumstance, and you shall not have relied on any of the preceding or following information from commerce as the basis for any investment decision. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified attorney, tax advisor, or investment professional. In considering whether to trade or invest, you should inform yourself and be aware of the risks. Past performance is no guarantee of future results and the information in the commentary provided is subject to change based on market or other conditions. Diversification does not guarantee a profit or protect against all risk. Commerce Trust does not offer tax, legal, or specific estate planning advice. And while we may provide information or express general opinions from time to time, such information or opinions are not offered as professional tax or legal advice. Commerce Trust does not provide advice relating to rolling over retirement accounts. Commerce Trust is not a municipal advisor under Section 15B of the Securities Exchange Act and therefore does not offer advice or recommendations concerning bond proceeds or other municipal advice subject to this section. Any data contained herein from third-party providers is obtained from what are considered reliable sources. However, its accuracy, completeness, or reliability cannot be guaranteed.